Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Honestly, we've we've got some we've got a few things on tap here, but the thing is though is we're just gonna we're just gonna wing it. Gonna be random. We really don't have a set top set list of topics here, but we'll but we'll jump right into it and we will begin first with just a congratulatory remarks to the Los Angeles Rams on winning the Super Bowl. Over the Cincinnati Bengals, don't I really don't want to go much into it because they won the game. Just they won the game on Sunday. Here, here it is on Friday. They had already they already had their parade to talking about how they're going to win it, how they're going to try and run it back, even though they're in cap hell and we'll need to figure out what to do in the off season. But nonetheless, they were the best team on paper in the, at least at least like throughout the season. And they only got better on paper as the season went on with their additions. And, well, on Super Bowl Sunday, they were the best team out there uh, on the field, obviously, because they ended up winning the game. So congrats, congratulations to the Rams. Uh, fuck you, Stan Kroenke. Arsenal fans continue to punch the air. But well, any remarks uh, from the Super Bowl from you, sir? Uh, definitely wasn't the most exciting Super Bowl. Um, I mean... For the most part of the game, it was kind of a stalemate. And it was really no offenses could do much of anything. I mean, especially with the Rams, considering when OBJ went out in like the middle of the second quarter, um, you just kind of you just kind of saw them kind of hit a wall there up until basically that last drive they had. Pretty much. I mean, I don't want to go into it too much, obviously, because the game was on Sunday, and yeah. here we are. But I will say this: I feel like if Odell Beckham Jr. didn't potentially tear his ACL, tear his ACL, because I'm not. I may have missed it that it was announced that he tore his ACL, but last I knew, it was reportedly feared that he tore his ACL in the same knee. I feel like he would have been Super Bowl MVP because he was a huge factor in their offense when the uh, when he was out there on the field. At least, I mean, as you mentioned, it was pretty much just a stagnant stalemate on offense for them up until that final up until the final few minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, I do think that if Odell stayed healthy the whole game, I, I would say they probably they probably would run by two touchdowns, I would have thought, um, just because, like, they were moving the ball well with Odell out there. I mean, I think he had four drives, they had two touchdowns and two punts. So, I mean, that's not bad there, but it's like – like, I, I agree with you that he would probably have been the MVP because Cup wouldn't have had to do everything for the team towards the end of the game. Um, but other than that, like, there wasn't – this game, nothing really stuck out to me. I mean, it's kind of what we expect. I mean, we both picked the Bengals to win, but it's kind of what we expected with that that uh, Rams defense just kind of getting to the, and pressuring that Bengals offense as much as they did. Yeah, destroying the Bengals offensive line, sacking Burrow nine, seven times. Uh, Burrow ended up having a sprained MCL in the game and ended up playing through that. It was confirmed just a couple of days after that by head coach Zach Taylor. Um, but my thing is there is like – yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest here. I really wasn't impressed. Like, the game itself wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I would not say it was the greatest game of football, but it certainly def- it certainly was not the worst. Um, 
overall, I will say this about the Super Bowl. They made it a huge, like, we all know it's a spectacle, obviously. Like, the Super Bowl itself is just not the game anymore like it was back in 1967. You've got the, you've got, you've got to have, like, the commercials, the halftime show, the pregame introductions, the anthem and everything. The And I will say that, like, they actually did it. Overall, it was pretty done. It was done pretty well by the NFL, by NBC. The commercials were pretty decent. The commercials were pretty good for the most part. I disagree. Well, I wasn't a fan of the commercials this year. I didn't, none of them really stuck out to me. See, I I liked a couple, I liked a couple here and there. I didn't, I wouldn't say I liked all of them, but they were better for me just based off like nostalgic purposes than commercials in years past, I would say. That's the only reason why I kind of like the commercials. Like, I one of them, one, uh, for, two of them come to my mind. Two of them come to my mind. The E Trade, the E Trade commercial, E Trade baby came back, and then the uh, Chevy Silverado commercial was uh, practically a, was practically the intro to The Sopranos. Well, yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, it was in the intro to The Sopranos, and it just made me think, like, okay, damn, the kids didn't get fucking whacked at the end, at the end of this, at the end of the series, damn. <laughs> so, my friend and I were, t- one of my friends and I were talking about that for a few minutes, like after, like during the game. We're not even talking about the game; we're talking about the fucking commercial. Um, but no, another thing too is like I enjoyed the halftime show. At least I don't know about you, but. Oh, I enjoyed I, it as well. Yeah, I, 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 I just—I mean—that's kind of like what I get. We're a little younger than like Snoop Dogg and like Fifty Cent and stuff. Like they were a little ahead of us, but like we loved Eminem growing up, and like that's the main reason. Like I was excited for that halftime show. I mean, my thing is—is is, like we all know who we all like. We're you and I, at least, like. We're in between. Like we're not as old as like obviously like late eighties or like late eighties, early nineties, because we were born in the mid to late nineties. But we're also not like po- like post two thousand. Like who the hell are these people? Asking who the hell are these people? You know, wondering who they are, thinking that Snoop Dogg is just like some sort of like you know to- like some like Snoop Dogg is just like some sort of internet celebrity or TV celebrity thinking that Dr. Dre is only just like the beats by Dre guy, um, not knowing the musical lyricist genius of Eminem, like up that he had. And then obviously, you know, 50 cent, Mary J. Blige and Anderson Pack was on Anderson Pack was on the drums too. I did enjoy that. He got a lot of screen time as well, which was nice for him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I, 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 I I wouldn't know. I wouldn't go as far as saying it was the greatest halftime show ever. It was good. I, yeah. I think it was better than re- I think it was one of the better ones in recent memory. I agree with that. I still think like I I can't re- like I mean like Prince like people will always go back to Prince just because people love Prince. Um, and people always talk about the JT and uh, uh, Jackson one where her nipple popped out. Um, yeah, they, they will talk about that one because the nipple popped out. Honestly, Prince see. It's not that like we're too young to for Prince because like we were alive. Like we were only kids when Prince's halftime show happened. Uh-huh. But the thing is though is like I still say Prince is the greatest halftime show ever because like it was raining 
and then like it wasn't raining like it was like sprinkling a little bit there and started to like during halftime show and then all of a sudden as he went into purple purple rain it went into a downpour and then just the pure like like pure vibes of like the lighting and the rain and and literally the title of the song it was just like magical so like that's literally why prince is the greatest halftime show ever this one i would say probably uh, in recent memory i would have it up there like maybe top five uh, at least top five um definitely better that definitely better than fucking dancing dancing shark when Katy perry was there because i was more distracted by that terrible dancing um i was not a fan i don't of remember the- i don't remember beyonce's that much i don't I remember that was that was that like was 2013. Yeah, it was 2013. I remember J Lo's and Shakira's just because they were they're both hot. Yeah, well, there you go. I remember that one too, mainly as well. Um, I remember the Black Eyed Peas one back in 2011. That one wasn't terrible. I, that one wasn't, wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. No. Well, I mean, the thing is too is like before the Black Eyed Peas, you pretty much like had like the old like classic rockers because like you had like after the JT and Janet Jackson incident, like they needed to go more family oriented. Yeah, so they, like, cause it was Paul McCartney or stones and Prince, right? It was, yeah, it was Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney was the one after J- after JT and Janet Jackson. They were like, all right, we need this to be more family oriented. So they had Paul McCartney. Then I, be- then it was you, you too, actually. You No, you too was, I, I think you too was sooner than you think. No, U2 goes back. Like, U2, I, I don't even remember. Like, I know Because McCartney was 2005, then Stones were after, after him. Yeah. And you, I'm pretty sure U2 was before them. U2 was before them. That's what I mean. Yeah, because oh, okay, I, okay. I barely, like, I know they performed, but, like, I barely know anything about their halftime show. Like, I barely know anything about their halftime show. I barely remember anything about McCartney's and the Stones' halftime show. Yeah. And, for that because that's how long ago it was but then i and then you also like had tom petty and then you had bruce springsteen and then the who and then it went into the black eyed peas and then like it started becoming more pop centric Uh and the weekend sucked last year i didn't like his i hated that one that was terrible i remember when we a year ago i told i called i called what the first song would be i called it yes you did (laughs) <laughs> I should bet. Uh, if only betting, if only online betting was allowed back at, back in New York State a year ago, maybe I would have been a rich man. <laughs> Highly well, doubt that, but speak. I do want to call you out for something though. Well, we'll get into that once we get into calling. Out I should have fucking won. I, ha- I the only reason why I moaned and bitched was because I've gone cold in my online bets. Okay, it all, it was only once. I'm not good. I'm not like. Oh, the but Bills you were fans. you were calling out Bill Sands on Twitter, and then then you go back and complain about that. Be- I only literally just found out about that. It's not like I saw like 18 camera angles up until then. After the game ended, after the game ended, I didn't actually even watch any post game stuff for the Olympics. That was the first time I saw that angle all more like all morning like in the morning and yes i did call out bills fans and everybody because guess what it wasn't you guys <laughs> like oh god i'm just so well uh like i don't i've just gone i went i was it was a spur of the moment i got my i've gone cold with my online bets i've kind of gotten annoyed at it i mean <laughs> no, I've, I've been on a i've been on, i've been on a fucking it's might as well be the fucking ice age where i'm living right now <laughs> is that bad <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, I went I went cold in my bets. And when I saw that, I just got angry a little bit. I'm just like, damn, you know what? If he actually had fuck, if he actually hits him in stride, the overcashes, the Bengals win. I didn't pick a winner, oh, but I, I, I had the Bengals win money line. But okay, yeah. then if you're gonna if you're gonna go there, if the Bills make a stop with 13 seconds left, we're probably Super Bowl champions. Yeah, if I'm the Bills, I'm allowed to say that since you're you're going back. Yeah, and if the Bill, yeah, and if the Bills didn't, and if the Bills got, and if Tampa got called for holding in that one, uh, when uh, when the Bills came back and took the game to overtime, if Buffalo ends up winning that game, they probably would have had home field advantage, and who knows? We'll have gone three and zero in the AFC, ran the fucking gauntlet, had the easiest playoff, had the easiest path to the Super Bowl, and be Super Bowl champions. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the dog didn't stop in the middle of the road to take a shit, I know, I know. Um, uh, no, people are pissing me off online with that though. With them saying no. oh, the Bills should have been like all the Super Bowl. When I checked Twitter. It was oh the Bills should have been here. It's like no, we shouldn't. We didn't one. We didn't even beat Kansas City. Two, Kansas City then went and lost to Cincy. It's like it wasn't an easy task ahead. Like, Three, sure, if we you didn't wanna... even win. We didn't even beat since we didn't even beat Kansas City, so we shouldn't be talking about us. Oh, we should be in this game. No, no, it's not like you lost in the AFC Championship and then said oh that should have been us. You lost in a divisional round where your defense couldn't play where. Where your defense couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense for 13 fucking seconds, which is the whatever there. And then obviously, like, you know, because bad defense happened, um, the discussion of changing the overtime rules happened because the Bills ended up losing in overtime. But no, Sunday actually like irritated me. Sunday and Monday, all morning, like during the game, after the game, into Monday morning, a lot of Bill's Twitter was just like, you know, this should have been us. If, if this had happened, if, if, if the stars aligned, if Saturn's rings, if Saturn lost all its rings, if, if Jesus walked on water, I, I don't even know where to go about this because like, it all just made no sense to me. It was like, what the fuck? Like what? Like stop being poor sports. And what annoyed me, another thing that annoyed me, well, I wouldn't say annoyed me a lot. I found it a little bit funny at first, but then it started to annoy me when I was getting, when I was seeing it rep- repetitively. People were share what people kept sharing like on social media. I guess like there were Weg- an, a few Wegmanses in the Buffalo area, like their bakeries, like were putting out their cakes and like all their snacks for super for the Super Bowl and everything. And the cakes were saying should have been Buffalo. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Why are you doing that? Because you're going to make money from it. You can make money that's from just, it. That's just good marketing there. I, that I is good marketing. That. that is good marketing. But I just got annoyed seeing it. I'm just like, no, get over it. You lost in a divisional round. And then the people that were saying, oh, this will. And then the people that killed me the worst were the ones that were saying, oh, this Super Bowl sucks. The real Super Bowl was Buffalo versus Kansas City. You can't convince me otherwise. And then I just thought to myself, well, if that was your Super Bowl, you lost. No, you lost that Super Bowl then. You lost that Super Bowl. Like, like, and I'm not trying, and I'm not bashing. Like, well, we're agreeing here. In no, I, I'm on your side with this. I'm a Bills fan, and I agree with you. Like when I see people tweeting that stuff, it's like, "Shut up! We we're not there for a reason. Yeah, it's, not, it's mean, not our time. Get over it." Yeah, it's not your Especially time. Most and... of the people tweeting about it weren't even there for the four Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> see, that's the see. That's it's like the... all these young kids being like, "Oh, it should have been us. It should have been us." Like, fuck, mate. Just be happy we're here compared to where we fucking were 
when, when I started watching, when I started remember watching football in like 2003 to 2004, whatever year it would have been, when I can remember, it's like at least we're happy we're not there. Uh, yeah, at least ha- uh, you you're 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 making progress. I mean, I thought to myself every time I every time I saw something like that, you know, I just thought to myself, you know, what if I what if I for shits and giggles pretend I'm a Cowboys fan, and I see all these tweets by Bills fans, Bills Twitter on Sunday, and I, you know, I and I just think to myself, like, you know, if I was a Cowboys fan, I easily could say, well, if Dak didn't run, run do a quarterback draw with 13 seconds left against the Niners, who knows? Maybe we would have ran the table and made the Super Bowl. Maybe we would be playing in SoFi. Like, and I just think to myself, something like stupid here, like. If the Packers, uh, like if I was a Packers fan, if the Packers offense, right, any team can make an argument to be like, oh, it should have been us in this game. Yeah, it, you, know you know what, what I what? did hate though. The one thing I did hate about the Super Bowl, just because we're just talking about stuff we're mad at, um, I just hate how the refs kept their whistles away all game, and then at the end of the game, kind of started dictating it. Yeah, that kind of annoyed that, me. That's too. one they... thing that annoyed me about the game that I forgot to mention. Like it, it was like, I would have been fine with the, the refs not blowing the whistle all game because that way, you know, like it was even, and then all these Cincy fans complaining, be like, oh, uh, Aaron Donald was offsides. Well, yeah, but your first touchdown you – or your touchdown you got was a face – or the big play was a face mask. That wasn't even on the final drive that he was offsides. That was much No, that was like in the, in the second game. quarter, yeah. That was much earlier in the game. But because people just take a look at Twitter and it's like, oh, he was offside, they just automatically assume he it was in the fourth quarter. No, I mean, the only – like, yeah, maybe the whole – like, I'm not like play Monday morning quarterback here. I'm not a Bengals fan. Like, yeah, maybe the whole, maybe a couple of the holding calls like Warren shouldn't have been called holding blah, blah, blah. Okay. But the thing is though, is like, obviously the game had its outcome. We know what happened. The Rams are champions. The Bengals, the Bengals have a young core. Like we said, like last week when we recorded, will they be back? I don't know if they'll, if they'll go back. I don't know. I, I don't within the next decade. Do you think they get back to the Super Bowl? Within the next if decade, you had, if you had to say yes or no right now, yes, at some point, not right I don't away. Think so. At some point, I think so. If they can improve the offensive line, I think so. They need to key. They need to improve the offensive line to make sure that Joe Burrow doesn't become like Andrew Luck, and they also just need to make sure that they keep their young core intact, which I believe that they can because. Uh, which because of the deals that they have there. Now my now my thinking like are they going to get back right away? Probably not. The entire AFC is going to be a war for the next decade. You've got you, we we've already mentioned two teams already. You've got the Chiefs, you've got the Bills, then you've got obviously the Bengals, okay? Then you practically just have like a combination of AFC North, South, and West teams that could just be in the mix there. Whether it's the Titans, if they figure out their tent and their quarterback situation, who that's going to be. Um, it could be the Chargers, huh? It's a Deshaun Watson. It's Deshaun. Yeah, that's if he doesn't end. Up, that's if he's allowed back in the league. That um, uh, you've got you've got the Chargers if their coach decides not to be a fucking idiot and call fuck and go for it on fourth down all the time. Um, I just like that. I just like Staley though that he lives and dies by it. I like that he lives and dies by it. But that's the one thing, thing I do respect him for. Like I don't sometimes I don't agree with his calls. If it works, it works. People are gonna call him a genius when it works out one time. So I was like, you live and die with it. At least. You... And then and then it's the one time that he fucks up. Everybody says he's the biggest fucking moron on exactly. the planet. The only reason why I say he's the biggest moron on the planet with it is because like there has to be some. I like that he lives and dies with it. But the thing is though is like in some situations, if you like. 
if you know it's not if you know you don't have a good if you think if there's that small like if I don't have a good chance here then don't go for it but that's just me there um Obviously, like the Colts, like who knows what they're going to do with Carson Wentz. Like, you know, they may dump him after a year. They may keep him. Who knows? But they could they could still find a way to be there. Um, the entire AFC North, I mean, like is like, well, honestly, like it could just be turned on its head at this point. I mean, the Bengals like are there, obviously. But then like if like when Balt like when Baltimore has everybody like come back from their injuries um, in front now that they have the off season to like, you know, get healthy, recuperate, get recharged and everything. We know, we know that the Ravens at full strength will be a team to be reckoned with. Um, I I don't want to go into the Steelers and Browns mainly because we don't know what direction they're going to go in. Um, But the thing is though, is like, I would say about maybe half of the teams in the AFC East, and I'm not going to say Super Bowl contenders, but they can be legitimate contend, legitimate playoff contenders and could cause some disruption. So if the Bengals do, so if the Bengals do get back, I think they, which I think they will, it's not going to be right away. I would say may, I would say if they get back, maybe in about five years, depending on like how other teams are. And by other teams, I mean, how does Buffalo come back from this? How does Kansas city come back from this? It's just sort of going to be like you got like like all the teams you mentioned. It's like Dan Marino went to Super Bowl his second year in the league and then never went back to one. You look at all these great quarterbacks who don't have Super Bowls underneath their belt, and like I've only been to one, or some have even been to none. So it's like I mean, you look at Stafford, who's been in the league since what 2011, 2012? longer than that, longer than that, two thousand nine. This oh, that wow. was his thirteenth yeah, season in the his, league. Yeah, that was his first time ever going to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he won it. Granted, for him. granted, he was stuck in Detroit, but yeah. Don't tell me that Jared Goff couldn't have done ninety percent of what Stafford did in that game, though. That's an art. I, like uh, up until the final drive, I thought I was actually watching a Jared Goff quarterback, uh, Jared Goff game. I just love the point interception. That's the best. The point. Whenever you get a quarterback doing a point and then completely fucking up a play after is one hundred percent the best thing ever. It just makes for great content online. Oh, it does. It does honestly. But it is what it is. There. He's he's a champ. He's a champion. Didn't get Super Bowl MVP. Deservedly didn't deserve to get Super Bowl MVP. I would pick Aaron Donald just because of how he's a disrupt like a disruptive force on defense. Well, I think he did it because the MVP voting for the Super Bowl has to be in before the two-minute warning, which I think is the stupidest thing ever. I think if they wait till the end of the game to vote on it, he probably gets it with that sack he made to end the game. I still think even before that sack at the end of the game, like he was just causing hell for the offensive line of the Bengals all night. Ah, Like it's just like, I don't know. It is what is there. I mean, him, him, Stafford, and Cup ended up going to Disneyland the day after anyways before they had their parade, which honestly, like, I don't even know how many people attended the parade. I saw early videos of it, and it did not look good at all. And they only went like, they only drove the bus like a quarter mile. Los Angeles is such a big city. You honestly could take like a whole day out, literally a whole day out of it. Yeah, they like, basically went like from one side of the Coliseum to the other. That's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, but that's what you get in a LA, which isn't a football town. That's just true. Like I said, they barely had any fans there. I mean, when we talk about parades, like 
obviously like in American sport in North America, in North American sports, or at least in the United States, like you, like if a New York sports, New York city based sports team, I'm not even going to, I notice how I corrected myself before you, when you jumped at me there. Well, so if you're um, talking about a New York city based sports team, are you just talking about the Rangers? Oh my God. Those are the only two teams I can think of the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, like, like when a New York, like you mean the New Jersey teams, in general, the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area. I knew you were gonna fucking come at me at some point in this, but you know what I mean. When you look, like, when you look at like you know the Canyon of Champions and everything, like you have like hundreds of thousands of people there, like up and down, up and down that air, up and down that area of Manhattan. I mean, Grant, there hasn't been a fucking parade there since. God knows how long. I think the I think the last time a ticker tape parade like that happened, I think they did it for the U.S. Women's National Team um, when they won the world when they won the World Cup. But it hasn't been it hasn't happened for New York for it hasn't happened for a, a it hasn't happened for a sports team that actually plays in that area in a long time. But like I think of that, I think of Chicago. Like when the Cubs finally won it in 2016, they had like fucking six. They had like six. They had like fucking almost like nice anywhere between six and seven million people, if not more. I mean, Liverpool when they won the Champions League back in 2019, they had like almost 900,000 people and like uh, like around like parading around like when like when you did the uh, double decker parade um uh, for that and then like i saw the rams i'm thinking to myself there's barely like a hundred thousand people here what the fuck is this yeah i mean the only team that i think in that city would get a big parade would probably be the just the lakers and they... I mean, they're not like that city doesn't care about the dodgers <laughs> no they don't no they don't did you see what uh fucking are you gonna see the lebron tweet yeah yeah fucking made it about himself and put the Lakers, Dodgers, and Rand. No, fuck no. That you, you, you guys want to, you guys literally want a Mickey Mouse. It's not even that. It, it was two seasons ago. Like it's literally two seasons ago since the Lakers won, and like almost two whole years now. Even with the Dodgers, like when was the Dodgers last year, right? Dodgers won in twenty twenty as well. I mean, yeah. they literally won like after the Lakers won in the bubble. Like it, it happened like October, November ish yeah. there. My thing is, is like, it's literally two years ago. I get like, I get like what he's saying, but at the same time is like, no, you had your moment. Right. Like it's, I'm, it's I not, it's, I don't know if they had a parade though for the Lakers because of COVID. No, they didn't. That's why he said that. Like he's, he's probably pissed that he couldn't have a parade. It's like, no, like, sorry, you're already like two, a season and a half, like after your title, the, yeah, the Bucks and the Bucks are the defending champions. And yeah, they had their parade and everything, but sorry, get over it. It's not our fault that like COVID your, your title was won during like fucking pandemic COVID shit. Like it's not our, like, it's not our fault. That was that, that was an asinine tweet there. I really thought about like oh I really thought that over and I'm like are you fucking serious tweeting that like even then I feel like it wouldn't even be like it wouldn't even be like anything for the Rams and like I mean, Dodgers it would just be for the Lakers I wonder if do you remember the Kings parade when they won the Stanley Cup back in 2014 I do but I also don't at the same time that was also like fuck. That was also that was, like yeah. I don't. That was like think, eight years I don't think ago. That, now. Yeah, I don't think that one was that big either. I mean, my thing is, is like, well, 
I, I don't think it was that big either, honestly. I mean, I feel like the one in 2012 was bigger, but it was, was bigger than the yeah. one in 2014. But that was just because, like, when they won in 2012, it was like, holy fuck, we actually may have a good hockey team. And they was that did the year first. they beat the Rangers? No, they beat the Devils. Okay. Yeah, they beat Rangers the Devils in 12. Then. Yeah, they beat the Devils in 12, and they beat the Rangers in 14. Okay, I couldn't remember correctly, but... Yeah, I don't really, I don't remember those. I mean, there was social media wasn't really a big thing at that time either. No, I mean we were just kid. Like, I wouldn't say we were kids, but I mean, same you, time, it's like in 2012, we, you were a freshman in high school. No, nah, 2012 actually, I had just finished eighth grade. There's no, because I was a freshman in 2011, 20. Oh yeah, I would have yeah, been a freshman 2011, 2012 year, and then you were a freshman 12, 13. Yeah, because I yeah I was just in middle school. I just finished eighth grade because I still remember I I remember when the Kings and I remember when the Kings won the cups because like it was like honestly I remember Stanley Cup Finals in June mainly because like it was always around exam time mm-hmm. and or like last week of classes or whatever. And ironically, like if it was like a game that like I knew like would clinch it, I knew for some reason I always had never had an exam the following day, and I always knew I could stay up until like one a.m. <laughs> or whatever. So I I remember I remember fourteen more than I remember twelve because like twelve was a game when they blew out the Devils to win. It was crazy. Like it was just a blot. They ended up winning like six to two, if I remember. But I still remember like when they won in fourteen and over in double overtime. Double overtime. The double overtime game. That game didn't end until like after one in the morning. And you got the dynasty talk after that game as well. Yeah, because they lost in. uh, Yeah, because they lost. They lost the conference finals to the Blackhawks in thirteen. They Mm -hmm. made after winning in twelve. They made it back in fourteen. I don't remember how far in the playoffs they went in fifteen though. Did they lose to the Blackhawks again? Uh, That's a great question. I don't remember. I mean, I really don't remember either. I mean, nonetheless, I mean, other than that stretch there, I mean, L.A. really isn't a hockey town. I mean, it's just more along the lines. L.A. is a celebrity town. L.A. is a tourist trap. My honest opinion, it's it's an expensive tourist trap. This is true. Also, L.A. didn't. L.A. didn't make the finals in 15 or didn't make playoffs in 15. They didn't make the playoffs at all. Jesus no, that's what I. Christ. That's what I thought. I thought after remember. that year they had like a losing they, record. Yeah, they must have had a huge letdown. I, I can't even remember because yeah, because the Blackhawks won. Fifteen, 15. was the year Blackhawks won. It, yeah. Yeah, they. Oh, that's right. They beat Detroit in the conference finals, if I remember correctly. Who? Blackhawks. They beat Detroit at some point in the playoffs. I think it was Anaheim that they beat. They beat Detroit at some point in the playoffs, though. But still, um, uh, yeah, no. Now we're going back years. Right Jesus now we're just, like, well, you did warn them though that we have no game plan going into this. Honestly, like we really <laughs> had no game plan. Honestly, I mean, like, what are we like? Like, I really don't care to talk about anything. Like, what the Olympics? There's I one thing care. I do want to mention is the Saudi golf league. It looks like it's actually ever since we talked last week. There's been more and more talk about it, and supposedly Bryson has made a deal now. Yeah, it looks like that Bryson. Yeah, I saw that actually. It looks like that Bryson is going. Like he wants to join yeah. it. Um, he will still be allowed to participate in the three of the four majors. It yeah. looks like obviously not the PGA Championship because of its ties to the PGA. That's, right, that's, the, that's the worst major, anyways. 
Uh, hey, that means he can't come to Oak Hill Country Club in 2023. What a shame. Uh, um, no, but supposedly, though, with the Saudi Golf League, um, there's already 17 guys under contract, supposedly. Yeah, I was hearing that. Who was saying that again? Um, it, uh, Kramer Hickok, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Kramer Hickok. Because didn't he go on, so didn't he go, like, on a radio show or a podcast and, like, talk about it with somebody? Yeah, I think, yeah, he went on some podcast. I don't remember whose podcast it was. Um, I know it wasn't foreplay. No, it wasn't, it wasn't foreplay or uh, or subpar. I think it was, like, Stripe Show, maybe? Oh, I didn't I don't, know I'm, I'm trying, to think of, trying to think of the golf. I just listen to so many podcasts at work. <laughs> well, you can do that. I can't. Right, that's all I do all day is listen to podcasts. <laughs> it gets a little, I'm not going to lie, it gets a little boring once in a while. This isn't a podcast all day, every day. Oh, hey. I mean, I, w- I wish I could do that myself, but it is what it is there. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, no, he – I did – I do remember hearing about that. Yeah, like, what, 17 people? And then Phil, like, was talking about it just a couple days ago either be- uh, as well because he was saying, like, it would be huge, like – he, it would be a huge competition for the P, against the PGA, and it made. Did you see his what he said today? I did not know he spoke today. Oh, I knew he yeah. spoke a couple of days ago about it. Oh yeah, there was one today where he basically called the PGA dictatorship. He said clearly it's scary the- work. He said clearly that was working with the Saudis is scary, but he's like this is going to get the PGA competition because they are. Um, they're putting pressure on them now, and the PGA won't be able to have as much control as they want on the players. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about the comments about the I knew about the comments about the Saudis there because, like, he talked about like what they've been known, he talked about like what they've been accused of and like their record with human rights and everything. But then I remember him making that dictatorship of comments about the PGA, and I mean, like, hey, I mean, you've got big names talking, you've got big names talking about this, uh, about this league now. And if 17 players, if you have 17 players that are like are under contract for it, like they're the Saudi golf league is not messing around, obviously. No. And once players find out who's going more going to flock, I know uh, more have come out. Uh, I know John Rahm just came out, said he wouldn't go uh, more. Kyle said he wouldn't go. Clearly we've known Rory stands this whole time on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, you look at all these other players and it's like, no one's really making a, a comment like which way they would go and i think like it's kind of hard to turn down yes you can make good money on the pga tour and i was kind of listening to the four play guys that talk about that i believe it was the other day they were talking about an argument about like why like why players shouldn't go but then they finally came to the realization they're like if you're getting guaranteed money it's like that's what most like players like in other professional sports want in their contract is the guaranteed money instead of having clearly yes you're still going to go out and win tournaments and play good golf like guaranteed money is so much better than trying to play your best every week and trying to make money and have no guarantee. Like if you look at last year in the masters, like a lot, there was like five guys in the top 10 that didn't make the cut or something like that. It's like, yeah. so they get, they get no money that they make the cut. Clearly I get, no, they get money from their sponsors and stuff, but. Yeah. But the thing is though, is like you said, you know, you want to know, like you want to get something out of it. You know, practically not golfing, practically not golfing for free, obviously, is the is the main point about this. Like you want to 
have some sort you want to have some sort of guaranteed money coming in knowing that you're going to get at least going to golf Thursday and Friday or Wednesday and Thursday, depending on like when the first two days of the tournament are, or like when this, or like when the tournament is run, I know that there, instead of like golfing, you're trying your hardest on Thursday and Friday. And then if you or Wednesday and Thursday, whatever it may be, you miss the cut. And then it's like, Oh shit, I'm not going to make any money in this turn in this, uh, in the two days that I golfed here. And not even just for like, you know, players in the top 10, we're, uh, let's get into the players that like, you know, don't really like have that advantage of like, you know, having the good, having like huge sponsorship, sponsorship deals, having the exemptions that having the exemptions and all these, and all these privilege and all these privileges and exemptions and everything there. Like, you know, they'll go tournament to tournament just to like, you know, get some sort of game, I would say paycheck, um, just to, just by trying to get into the weekend uh, for that there. So clearly the guaranteed money aspect of it would be a much better deal for a good amount of golfers, if not obviously, obviously for all of them um, compared to, you know, like like you just said, trying to make the weekend golf your ass off, try and get some, try and get paid for golf or try and get paid for just making the cut. Right. Especially like, Say I'm just gonna keep this easy. Say you get um, a guy like Bryson DeChambeau, who's he's like I think he's ranked number twelve in the world right now. Um, and it's like you look at the Saudis are offering 125 million. It's like it would take him probably ten years on tour to make that. Exactly. So it's like it, why not? Like I get, I get. Yes, they're gonna give the bigger name players more money. But they're even gonna give like the lower guys' name guaranteed money compared to where they're not worried about trying to make a cut every week to make sure they get a paycheck. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. There, I mean, yeah, we know. Like what we we had this conversation last week. Yeah, the money obviously isn't the cleanest in the world. But the thing is, though, is like they're at least trying to grow the game. They're at least trying to grow the sport. Whereas you don't see any other investment being made. Uh, in any other aspect to try and grow the game of the game and the sport of golf. And the same can be said about other sports too. I mean, or other entities like invest the investment that if the investment is there for the Saudis to take, obviously the athletes like they're going to, for the most part, they may consider it. Obviously there will be athletes like, you know, like Roy McElroy and John Rahm that will say like, that are going to say no. And even in other sports, if something like that could happen, there are people that are going to be against it. And it is what it is there, obviously. But, you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, if there's no, if there's not going to be any harm in it, then why, then like, why not try to let it happen? No harm, no foul, I guess I could say. But at the same, like, and the thing is though, a little competition doesn't hurt. It's not like, I mean, it, it like it's not like that. It, it's not like that. The PGA is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Like, do are they? Do they feel threatened by the Saudi Golf League? Like, that's 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 where I'm coming out. Of, that's what's coming out of this, in my opinion. Now, the PGA feel. I feel like the PGA feels threatened by the Saudi Golf League. Well, I and, think if they do feel threatened, they got to change it up to like make these players happy. And like get, get like I get they came out the pip this year, I like I said last year they came out the pip to try to get these players more money. But like 
they have so much extra money that they're just not putting in towards the players where they could be. Yeah. And I agree with you there too. I mean, I, again, I don't know what they're doing, like what their thought process is at the PGA because clearly like I'm not there. I'm not at that. I'm not at their headquarters. Like, um, but at the so like, obviously they would need to change things up if they do feel threatened, you know, change up how players get paid, you know, change up how they just continue to grow the game with their promotion, their marketing, whatever it may be, obviously, you know, get more people involved. So, and then may, and then maybe if they do change things up a bit, who knows? Will the Saudi, Saudi, will the Saudi golf league go away? Obviously not. Like they're going to try, they're going to do their damage to like, you know, make sure that they actually do become a legitimate league for golf. But if the PGA improves itself in terms of paying the players and growing the game, the impact like won't be as like the talk about the Saudi golf league won't be as much as it is now, potentially. No, I think I agree with you there, but like, I mean, the competition definitely is getting the PGA. You can tell by kind of how they're handling it as of oh. right now. But I, the thing that the thing that the PGA Tour does have going for them, though, I forget. I think this was Max Homa talking about. He basically you get the prestige and like you get to try to beat all of these records. And like Colin Morikawa said, his dream in life has been to chase Tiger's records and beat his records and like beat him on like a Sunday or something. So it's like yes, that is going to want to keep players around though as well. On the flip side, where it's like not all about money, person, a lot of these guys because like. You look at the guys like in like the top ten or like guys who have been like in the top ten in the past couple of years. It's like they're clearly set with the money. So if they're if they're not worried about the money, then I would just probably expect them to more than likely stay just based on the prestige. But it's like then if you get the guys who just like want like because that money is going to set you and your family up for life. Pretty much, if you invested properly, obviously, if you decide to just be a fuck with it, then you're screwed. But Obviously, most athletes are athletes now are much smarter with their money than athletes were back then. So, they've got that going for them. This is true, but I don't know. I just I don't really want to talk more on this right now. That until more comes out of it, I'm hoping to see something within the next week or two on if players like have signed there and stuff. And uh, I'm curious to see where it would go, and then if more players do get announced when we start seeing the broadcasting rights and stuff. Cause you know, someone's going to pick it up. So definitely somebody's going to pick it up. It's just a matter of who picks it up. I mean, obviously see, that's where golf's con that's where golf, that's where golf's con that's where golf's contract is unique with uh, compared to every other sport. I mean, well, well outside of, well outside of the NFL, I would say because the NFL is like fucking everywhere, but um, uh, golf, golf is like split between NBC and CBS, and then also with PGA Tour Live on ESPN Plus. So, like, who knows who could who knows who could actually pick it up? Maybe off door, maybe it could be some sort of combined effort to pick pick up the league, like how the PGA PGA Tour is right now. But definitely, it definitely will be interesting to see, like, if and when the league does pick up, who signs and like what broadcasting rights to go to where. Obviously, as with every other league. Uh, and we can talk more about it as things develop more over time. Um, speaking, uh, you know, speaking of growing, you know, speaking of growing the game, I would say, I guess like, I guess we can, well, actually not even growing the game. I guess we can just go into 
Let's get into some Champions League talk, mate. I mean, we've got we've got the round of sixteen happening. Um, we've got the round of sixteen happening. Liverpool, your Liverpool two 0 win over Inter Milan uh, cost me five bucks because I thought that they would have drawn <laughs> at least at the San Siro. I thought Inter Milan weren't complete dog shit considering how they've been in a in a title race in Serie A all season. But I guess I was proven wrong. Um, I would say more along the lines of like, fuck. I would say more along the lines of the shock of like the these early round of sixteen feet fixtures would be Bayern drawing Salzburg. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, I mean the. Yeah, I mean, I we kind of expected City to blow out Sporting, but Salzburg, I did. I mean, good for them. I mean, they. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get that was they were home this game. But still, the tie Byron is huge in the first leg. Now you kind of take some of that. I would like to see Byron get knocked out right away. It would make me a hell of a lot happier as a Liverpool fan. Seeing it would that. make me a hell of a lot happier as a United fan. I mean, we still have our first leg to go against Atletico on Wednesday. Wednesday right? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, that's, I, I would be so much happier to not see Byron in this term because I think Byron is still one of the strongest teams in the world right now. Um, Bayern City and Liverpool, in my honest opinion, have the best chances to win the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, we haven't been playing – Liverpool haven't been playing bad even in the league play of recent now. I think we're finally only six points behind City. Yeah, but, only six uh, points behind, and I think you still actually have a game in hand too. Yeah, or, I, I believe so. Or so maybe, maybe, we, maybe we crown Premier League champions too early. I think we've just crowned City everything too early. I mean, everybody I don't think said, I don't think City wins the Champions League. No, City's not going to win. The I mean, Champions they got the League. easiest draw. Though, that's for sure. Hey, I uh, mean, maybe Chelsea and Nah, Chelsea and Leo just somehow fucking decided. Chelsea and Leo just had a fucking backroom deal and said, <laughs> "Yeah, we know the draw is happening again, but we'll just keep this as such." Um, uh, they Chelsea paid Leo off just to say, "Fine, okay, we're doing this." Um, uh. Uh, but yeah, no. City is going to get another easy draw in the quarterfinals. They're somehow fu- They're somehow going to fucking get Shakhtar drawn in drawn in the quarterfinals, even though they got knocked out in the group stage. No, they're going to get they're going to get Sheriff to come in. <laughs> Sheriff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheriff is going to advance into the Europa League, but still somehow get called into the Champions League. Oh, I think it'll be more. Both. I think they'll be more along the lines of like fucking Hartpool United in like League One of English in the of the English tier system. <laughs> you, you just see the Champions League draw for the quarterfinals after the round of sixteen happens. You, you see Hartpool you see, United, right? You just see City slipping names in the. You just see City slipping just some sheets in there with some new, new names in it, just to drive yeah. scumbags like there because Pep can't win the big one. Yeah, uh, City's play. Yeah, City's playing. Uh, Charleston Battery of the USL. <laughs> like what? The oh, they're fuck? gonna be playing uh Flower City. Flower City Union. Oh my god. Yeah, they're playing Flower City Union of Nisa. Should me and you over to be managers? I think we could outmanage Pep. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I if I ever saw something as obscure as that in a Champions League draw, I'd be like, wait a second, something may actually be fishy here. But if no, you, if you got paid enough, they wouldn't care. No, exactly, exactly. But hey, no, speaking of growing the game, actually, I'm actually happy about the round of 16, and I hope this actually happens more as we get into the quarters and semis. But 
there are Champions League games midweek on big CBS, and I have enjoyed that. Like, oh, I know. I was on Paramount Plus. I was like, why are you watching it there? He's like, it's on TV. I'm like, wait, it's back on TV this year? Because last year it was just strictly Paramount Plus. So they've had some they had some games on CBS Sports Network, like for at least for at least for the yeah. knockout phases, like if it was a big game. But yeah, no, I mean CBS Paramount CBS and Paramount this year have more along the lines decided to say, all right, we'll actually put one game on like on the actual network instead of like either cable CBS Sports Network or just strictly Paramount. And I think that's great. I mean, obviously like they're not going to get like huge viewerships, like maybe about a million people, but Hey, like, yeah, I have paramount, but at the same time, like if you want to grow the game in this, if you want to continue to grow the game of soccer in this country, stop use, stop putting everything on streaming services and behind paywalls and actually continue to put more games on like network and cable television, or at least on channels that like people have access to without having to pay for them like CBS. Right. Does this mean I can cancel my Paramount Plus membership so I can uh, don't have to pay for because I can actually watch soccer on TV? No, that'd be nice. Uh, not most, li- not likely there. <laughs> no, not likely it. there. Doubt um, it. But the thing is, though, is like, hey, I mean, they're putting games on CBS. I mean, um, Ch- I think it's Chelsea and Liel on CBS on Tuesday next week, and then obviously we play Atletico on Wednesday, and we'll be the CBS game for that because. I I don't even know what the second game is on Wednesday. Let me actually take a look here. I second, think second game this Wednesday is Benfica and Ajax. Oh yeah, because actually that that actually should not be a terrible tie. Actually, like an underrated like oh, dark both, horse. Yeah, they're both like they're both good teams, but it's just they don't play in the most competitive league. So this game should be good, and I'm I'm curious to see who actually goes through through here. Yeah, I mean, we got we got two Portuguese teams in the. Uh, and the knockouts this year. Yeah, I mean, sporting, sporting, sporting's basically already dug their grave. The yeah, after, uh, thanks after for coming. Tuesday. Spo- thanks for coming, sporting. Try and catch Porto in the hey, Portuguese league. They just wanted, they just wanted a cup of coffee. Just wanted a cup of coffee. That's all yeah, they needed. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're season. Yeah, thanks for coming out, sporting. It's all good. But yeah, no, I mean. That that's an underrated tie right there. I mean, I think IX will IX definitely will go through just because of how they're playing all season. Like they've dominate they dominated the group stage of the Champions League. They have, I mean, they they've been playing really well in the in the Eredivisie uh, in the Dutch league in the uh, in their in this season domestically, and like they. They've just been playing total football. Like they've scored, they've been outscoring opponents at will. They really haven't been conceding goals. They have not really conceded a lot of goals. In fact, I think they've conceded the least amount of goals in all of Europe. And I may be wrong on that, but I, they, I, I'm pretty certain that that's the case there. Um, just based on how they've been playing under Eric Ten Hag. Um, but. I don't know. I'm excited that mid- I'm excited <clears throat> for the midweek Champions League. Are you nervous uh, for your tie Wednesday for, against Atletico? Yeah, Atletico's on a shit run of form, and they lost the 20th place Levante in the, in uh, in uh, La Liga. So Atletico has not been play for so as much as we've been bad. Atletico has not had the greatest of seasons either. But because nobody talks about La Liga, nobody really knows how bad Atletico have been this season. So honestly, am I scared? No. Will it be a, will it be an annoying will it be an annoying first leg most likely 
mainly because we'll probably struggle to draw 1-1 with them, and they'll probably struggle to draw 0-0 with us. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. It could either be 0-0 or 1-1, or I may see somehow 3-3. Uh, and I if would like to see scoring. And if it's 3-3, I'd be okay with that because, I, you know, at this point, I don't take, care. Take the I'll away t- goals while you can get them as well. <laughs> oh, that rule doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that's right. I forgot they changed that. Yeah, so yeah, so even though Liverpool have a 2-0 aggregate, 2-0 aggregate lead, oh, like it's that's not- right. I forgot that changed this year. Yeah, so you don't have the aggregate, uh, you don't have the away goals rule, which means Inter could somehow score two at Anfield, and you actually would need to score one to uh, go through. Wouldn't we go into extra time? Yeah, without that's exactly it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, to, okay. That's yeah, what, you would need to score one in normal time instead yeah. of going extra time. Yeah, okay, like, that's okay. I got confused what you said. There yeah, you would need yeah. to score one. You would need to score one. So well, that's like, huge for Salzburg then. Exactly, like that is huge. That's why I'm saying, like, so the only thing that sucks about Salzburg, they're going into Germany. <laughs> right. But the thing is, though, is Germany Germany doesn't have cr- large crowds. I think it's only like maybe 25% capacity. So Salzburg may have a chance here. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, they, they, I don't. I've seen, we've seen crazier things happen in the champions league. This is true. Um, La Ramantada. La Ramantada. PSG's collapse. Barcelona's collapse. Barcelona's collapse against Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I forgot Ajax's collapse against Tottenham, Man City and Tottenham. Jesus, that, that was awesome. That year of the, uh, the Tottenham or the Ajax collapse and the Barska collapse all in the same, the same, uh, that was, well, then the semifinals is crazy. Yeah, we had the craziest Champions League season of all time and one of the, and it ended with one of the most boring finals ever. I know, no I offense. Don't, I don't know. It was, I mean, it was a penalty like first minute and then there wasn't another goal till like the 87th. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, was, it was boring. I I will agree, but hey, I'll take. I mean, we got yeah. Number, you hey hey you we got you number won. we got number six. Yeah, you won it. I mean, I wouldn't complain that much, but shit, as a neutral, I would have been. Right, like, the year oh, after that was shit though, because that was COVID year. After that, no, yeah, that was a that boring was final. I did not enjoy watching that at all because. Um, my fr- I, I didn't even was that that was it Byron and PSG, right? I did not enjoy that. I honestly did not enjoy the last two finals, honestly, because well, actually, well, last, the last-, well, last year was Chelsea and City, and we unfortunately, like, as much as it's different, we get to see that twice a year already in the Premier League. Well, I mean, I just it was just bad I mean, tactics, was, yeah. like, all around. Like, I just did not enjoy it. I mean. I thought maybe, like, here we go. Like, we'll have some great attacking football just because of how Pep and Tuchel play. But it turned out to be, like, boring, like, nil-nil garbage except for one bad mistake from uh, City's defense and Ederson where Kai Havertz took advantage of it. And that it is what it is there. Um, I don't even think I watched it. I didn't even watch the final last year. I, I, didn't, think care. You... I didn't care for it. I did. I watched it. I went to a bar, watched it with some of my friends. But – uh I, I I'm just like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> I know. Well, uh, thankfully though, we did get three of the games were competitive so far. Besides the city sporting ones, so hopefully we get the same this week. Hopefully we get the same. Even this though week. they're not as exciting of ties. I mean, hey, 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 hey! I, 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 you you guys had the most exciting tie. No, nah, no, nah, I was gonna make a joke and say like fucking uh, Juventus and um, uh, Villa Real actually. Um, uh, which actually should not be t- honestly that one. Considering what Juventus' form right now, they drew Torino today one one. Yeah. yeah, 
with Juventus's form right now, I mean, I could see it being a good game. Yeah, I could, I could see it being a good game too. I mean, it is what it is there for that. I mean, I don't know. We've got like, I don't know who have let it go play at the weekend in La Liga. I know we play at Leeds. I don't know how, I don't know how much, um, uh, I don't know how much squad rotation is going to be done on for Sunday's game. If it's, if any, if any will happen, I doubt it, but I hope there is a little bit of squad rotation. I really don't. My thing is, is like at this point, like with how we're at this point with how we're performing, I wouldn't even try to like, I would try to get top four because just how close it is, but I would prioritize, I would prioritize uh, trying to win the champions league at this point, because not only if not only is it your chance of winning a trophy, but if you win the Champions League, you automatically go back in as Champions League winners. Well, I mean, you guys are kind of sitting, well, besides Arsenal being three games back. Uh, yeah, three uh, games in hand. Bug, yeah, fuck, dumb fucks. In hand. Dumb uh, fucks they are, assholes. <laughs> Just decide to fucking postpone. Well, you know they how they are. Like, I, like, I like your guys' chances of finishing top four. I think that what we're seeing right now in the Premier League with the top four, how they're sitting – um, it could finish like that. And also, I lie, we're nine points behind City. If we win on Saturday against Norwich, we go six down. Then we'll be even on games. Well, you should beat Norwich. I mean, you, you, would, you would think. Huh? I, mean, I mean, we struggled. To, we fucking struggled to draw them, so I can't fucking say I think when I think, I, if I remember correctly, when we played them earlier this season, I think we won 3 nothing. You It's something like that. Yeah, Norwich are – they're not – shit. They'll find a way to stay up, though, the fucking yo-yo club. Them I, I kind of I want to see Everton go down. I know you want to see Everton go down. So do I. So badly. So do I actually because they're just terrible. They literally are just terrible in my honest opinion. I, when it comes to looking at relegation in the Premier League, like I want Burnley to go down because I used to like Burnley like when they're in the league while they've been in the league, but now I just feel like all right, that is literally thirty eight games wasted on. Like for an entire season between everybody that has to play Burnley home and away, like because they're just going to park the bus and they're going to try and feed it to their fucking striker with long balls and it's terrible football because it just it, it it's literally like watching Sunday league or high school soccer and it's terrible to watch. Um, I want Newcastle to get relegated. I just because like I I don't care for Newcastle. I never have cared for Newcastle at all. And as much as I want Norwich to go down, even though because they're a yo-yo club, I want Everton to go down because they're just terrible right now. I mean, look, you have all that talent on that club that's practically going to waste because of bad management from Rafa Benitez and potentially bad management from from Frank from Frank Lampard, depending on how he takes them the rest of the season. But I like that's why I want to get relegated. I like. If Norwich somehow stay up, I'd rather have Norwich stay up than like get relegated to the championship. Somehow, either win the championship or finish in a position where they can get promoted back in the Premier League and just be a yo-yo. Well, that's how they. It is how uh, it is. It is. Yeah, it is how it is. I mean, yeah, just have them in full and playing like their own. I mean, I'm curious to see how uh, Donny Van Brie's going to do there. Donny Van de Beek actually was man of the match, like in his uh, full, like in, in his last match. Yeah. Actually, he actually controlled the midfield. I'm happy for Donny Day's playing. I just wish they. Uh, I, I'm I you guys, I you guys could have, you guys never utilized him. We, I think we only bought him as a panic buy, and I also think that like 
we have too many midfielders that we can't get rid of. Like That's true. We have Juan Mata and Nemanja Matic still in the squad, and I'm just like, why are these two here? Like one of the, like they're both over the yeah, age. Juan Mata still in the club. They're both over the age of thirty-two. May just fucking oh, retire at any Juan moment. Mata, like FIFA twenty-twelve. Yeah, Juan Mata's still at the club. Like Nemanja Matic is still Matic is still at the club. Um, we have we keep putting Fred and McTominay out there for whatever reasons, and everybody was everybody like got on Oli about that because it's like why are we playing McFred when we have Pogba and we have Donny. And now Ragnick is playing McFred and it's like, we have Pogba. And then you have like Lingard who like, I guess is like not happy or whatever, depressed or whatever. I, I have no idea what's going on. Wonder we're just kid. a complete wonder kid. We're just a fucking shit show. Honestly, United's just a shit show. I- you guys are a shit show in fourth place right now. Hey, yeah. And you've got a shit show. That's three games that has three games in hand that could get fourth place. Um, uh, Shit. Although I will say they'll lose one game when they play to- when they played Tot when Arsenal played Tottenham, they're going to lose that game in my opinion. But I could be wrong. That t- you've got like four, you've got three shit. Sh- Actually, it's they're all shit shows going for fourth. West Ham, <laughs> t- West Ham's inconsistent. Yep. I mean, Arsenal is uh, just a fucking laughing stock. Arsenal, Arsenal fans continue to punch the air. Wolves, I don't really laugh- think have a chance to get up there. Who does? I don't think Wolves do. No, Wolves definitely do not. I mean, I was talking more along the lines of the four, like Arsenal, London, United, and then West Ham. Arsenal, Arsenal, Tottenham, United, and West Ham of those four. Wolves, Wolves will find a way to – Wolves will finish where they're at, like anywhere from like seventh to ninth. Yeah. Brighton will be there too. Tottenham has it. City this weekend, which hopefully will be a good game, and I need a Tottenham win this weekend for uh, just personal reasons. You bet on them to win, didn't you? No, I just want to be six points behind City. Oh, I was going to say. If you're and then, on top, then we'd be six points like, behind with a game in hand. Yeah, there you go. I, hey, I like it. I like it. I mean, it should be a good game. It should be. I'm torn, though. Do I watch the City game, which is at 1230? Or do I watch the Elimination Chamber, which is at noon because it's in Saudi Arabia? I mean... I have no idea what the fuck... Uh, the Elimination Chamber, even uh, though... Yeah. I have no idea what the hell's going on with the storylines or anything about that. Um, and I was... Ho- and I'm actually kind of annoyed that, like... I know why it's in Saudi Arabia money and, like, it's... And WWE is growing its international, like, brand and whatever, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, though, is, like... If it was on at night, that would have been my Saturday night taken care of there. Um, but no, it's at noon, which means it's like, well, do I want to watch a Premier League game that may be actually very entertaining to watch? Or do I want to watch Elimination Chamber for three hours where I have no idea what the fuck is happening except for maybe two matches? I do have a question about Elimination Chamber because so clear Brock Lesnar just won the Royal Rumble. He won't win the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber in the chamber, I don't think. Right. They, you think they keep have Lashley just hold it or. Yeah, I think so. That's what I, I think I think he I think he chose to fu- I think he chose to go against Reigns though at WrestleMania. I mean I think that's yeah. the case there. I think that's the case there. I don't even want to get like Brock Dad I'm still mad about the Rumble. He did not need to win the Rumble if he was just gonna win if he if he was gonna be in the chamber anyways. Um uh I'm actually I'm actually annoyed about I'm actually annoyed about that. I'm still annoyed about that there. 
but it, it's a whatever in my opinion. I mean, I guess, I, I guess I'll watch it. I'll, I'll see what's going on. Like, I guess I'll start with City Tottenham. If City just proved to be a class ahead of Tottenham, I guess I'll switch to Elimination Chamber, even though for I won't have a fucking clue as to what's happening because, like, I don't fuck. Goldberg fight Reigns. Goldberg is, like, fucking almost fit. Ah, God. He's got to be. I don't even. How old is he? He's got to be over fifty. He's he's over. He's if not fifty, over fifty. It like it kind like when we were younger. He's fifty five. Jesus fucking Christ! (laughs) I loved when like when we were younger, like you know, seeing all the old timers come back and everything because like they were still in their forties or whatever. But once you get over the age of fifty, it's like why? Like why don't you just go back? Go be with your family or go backstage or whatever. Why do you need to keep coming back? I was talking about this with a friend of mine today, literally this morning, actually, because I was asking him about chamber and everything about chamber and everything. I'm just like, okay, what's going on? Why is it Saudi Arabia? Blah, blah, blah. Apparently at WrestleMania, Steve Austin's coming back to to wrestle, to wrestle Kevin Owens. No way. Yeah. Is this like confirmed or is this? This is like the rumor mill because okay, obviously I, was, I don't know if he'll wrestle with how bad his like neck is and everything still. Uh, well, his knee, the man's knees have ne- the man's knees haven't been the same for like fifteen years either. Oh, and he has all those neck issues, so it's like I I just don't get how I don't know. I speaking of old guys, Undertaker's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. That was actually one of the first things I saw this morning. That was one of the first things I saw this morning, actually. Um, for that, I mean, it makes sense. It is in his home, WrestleMania is in his home state of Texas this year, so it does make sense. Honestly, I don't know who else will be is going to go into the Hall of Fame with him. I personally think that they should just like you know dedicate the whole Hall of Fame induction ceremony to him. Like, have a bunch of people speak on behalf of him. Whoever I would like that. Whoever he decides to have induct him, which probably should be Kane because of their whole Brothers of Destruction uh, tag team that they had over the years. And then obviously, like, you know, you just have Undertaker Did, give a speech and that's the night there. Who inducted Kane into it? Is Kane even in the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah, I believe so. I think he was inducted last year, two years ago. Oh, see, I have no clue. Take a look at this here. You're taking a look at it. I can hear the typing. Yep. I'm pretty sure he was inducted. I don't think he was. I may be wrong here. Kane inducted think... into the Hall of... Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, he was. Last year or two years ago? Last year. 2021. Last year. Who inducted him? Uh, let me look that. Um... I don't know. Well, actually, while I look that up, let's... Uh, I know you mentioned it to me this early in the week. Um, and I like the idea of it. Why don't we just since we're oh yeah, let's go into our top five favorite wrestlers. Yes, the old. I'm actually glad that I saw that clip from Bruce Boudreaux. Actually, so for anybody that like follows like BR Open Ice, which is like Bleacher Reports Hockey Instagram, I saw a video, a reel as they call them, like earlier in the week, where some reporter at the end of a Canucks game, asked Vancouver Canucks head coach Bruce Boudreaux, who is top five WWE wrestlers of all time were. And I decided to mention to Jakey Boy here, like, since we've got no game plan here, let's have let's have a discussion here with Elimination Chamber, the road to WrestleMania, see who their top five are. Jakey Boy, 
I'll let but, you go first. All right. Do you want to go five through one or do you want to go yeah. one through five? No, we'll go five through one. I, and, and honestly, like, it doesn't really need – actually, just give me your top five in no particular order. It really doesn't need to be, like, least favorite. Like, favorite. Oh, yeah, I, I, have my, I already have mine in my head who I know who, like, my five through one are. Oh, then go right ahead then how you want to do it then, boy. All right, so five is definitely had to be Batista for me. Um, just based on the fact that he was there in my childhood. And I hated him when he was a, in Evolution. I loved him. Then he became babyface, and I loved him then. But then I absolutely hated Kane when he turned. Do you remember when he turned on Rey Mysterio? Oh, but yeah, Batista when he turned on. Yeah, yeah, you mean Batista? You said Kane there, my guy. My bad. Sorry, I was because I was looking at who inducted Kane to the Hall of Fame. It was Undertaker gave him the news he was getting into the Hall of Fame. I don't know who inducted him. Ah, uh, okay, fair enough there. But okay, yeah, so yeah. But do you remember? Do you remember like when Batista like had that ongoing feud with Vicky Guerrero for out of no for some yeah, reason? Yeah, that was the most random storyline ever. I do remember that. <laughs> do you remember uh, speaking of Batista? Do you remember when Randy Orton broke Batista's arm through a chair like in the middle of the ring? I do remember that actually. I do remember that. Like it's very weird. Um, uh, the storylines that have happened over the years like really make no sense to me. I mean. It is what, I mean, especially, like, when I was younger. Um, but the thing is, though, is, like, when you talk about Batista, like, obviously, you and I will know him as the WWE wrestler. But kids see him as an actor, especially being in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. He's actually, like, not a bad actor for what I thought. No, not at like, all, For actually. what I thought was going to be. But, I mean, then again, they are acting while we're in the ring. This is very true. This is very true. I like your number five pick, though, honestly. I mean, I never had a person. I never I never hated Batista, honestly. Never hated him while in Evolution. Uh, after after Evolution, never hated him. Um, the only thing is, though, is, like, obviously he had some moments. It's like, well, what the fuck? Why the fuck is he, like, like why is this his, why, like, why the fuck is this his pull here? But what, are you talking about when he was in Evolution? No, no, no. Like oh, okay. after evolution, like you know, like some of the storylines he had, like after that, oh, before, yeah. he, before mean, that, he quit the, the first way he time. quit evolution was nice, like because that was at WrestleMania 21 when he beat then Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that uh, evolution. Good times. Good times. Right. All right world... that... What was it? All world champions. All all soon to be Hall of Famers. All had an impact on their own on their in their own right. Mm-hmm. Number four is a man we just mentioned, an Undertaker. Um, I think he needs to be in everyone's top five favorite wrestler. It's hard not to pick him. He is in my top five. Just like just how captivating he was in the character he played. Um, just how growing up, like as kids, you were just frightened of the man, and you thought he was going to appear in your bedroom. You had nightmares about him. Um, but always put on great matches. Always able to bring my eyes to the TV and just when he was on, I watched everything he did. Captivated, captivated everything in only, in, in only a way he can, obviously one of the greatest performers in WWE history, as we just mentioned, he's going to get inducted into WWE hall of fame. And obviously like practically the showpiece of WrestleMania for, um, for literally half of it, almost more than half of WrestleMania's existence. I just hated how they ended the streak to Brock Lesnar. Uh, that actually was not supposed to happen that way. He was supposed to lose it. He was supposed, well, not the way he was supposed to lose this. The streak was supposed to end. 
Yeah. But not against, but not to Lesnar. The streak was actually supposed to end after, like, I think the year after. But they changed how they changed the idea of it literally the day of that WrestleMania. And, it's, and they said, like, all right, this is what's happening. Like, yeah, I, that, remember, I remember the, he did because it was in his documentary that he did. Yeah. That was a good documentary. I may need to watch that again. I mean, he was just like, like I said, it's just hard not to put him in there. Just everything he did, just the tombstone pile driver, just this big, like for how big he was and how he could move. It's like towering figure, like the music, like all the, like the lights uh-huh. dimmed out. You hear the definitely the best, the best, best entrance ever for WWE. Yeah, you hear the gong, and then all of a sudden, like you know, lights, yeah. The lights go out, all the blue, like the blue light, and all of a sudden he just pops up in the middle of the ring. And I got to see that uh, in person uh, onto the Great American Bash pay per view, and it was in Buffalo in like 2005. I got to see Undertaker. Jesus Christ, that's a long time ago, boy. <laughs> scared me shitless. My, like, <laughs> my seven year old self. Seven year old self, like, oh shit, nightmares for days. Thanks for taking me to. Who took you? <laughs> Uh, I went with my brother, my dad, my grandpa, my buddy, and his grandpa. Shit, six-year-old Zach must have been losing his fucking mind. And we saw a bra and panty match as well when we were there. So you can only go imagine what's going through my seven-year-old head. Good, Davy boy, Davy boy, what the fuck? Yeah, Davy boy, good old Dave, good old Dave. All right, that's your five and four. All right, who's your? Let's continue down this list here, sir. Shawn Michaels, number three. Just, I, think- I mean, the heartbreak kid. I just. He's hard not to love Shawn Michaels. I mean, all of my top five are going to be Hall of Famers at some point, but I mean, Shawn Michaels is just Shawn Michaels is already Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's already yeah he's already Hall of Famer. But my it's because one of mine isn't a Hall of Famer yet. But I mean, this kid, this guy when he was on DX, just his pose that he did, the sexy boy. Oh, he's just. I just love this man. I mean, I think unfortunately didn't get like I go back and like I watch like a lot of old pay per views because I own peacocks so i can see the ww network like i go back and watch all of his pay-per-views and stuff but i mean just like even when he was in when dx reformed back in like 2008 whatever it was like i just love watching him his promos are the best he is also another guy that's just one of a kind came from that attitude era and it's just came before the attitude era he came he came before the attitude era but like he was more... in the, during the attitude era i meant I yeah, he yeah he came before the attitude era, but then like obviously like you know just adapted to the times and the growing yeah. dev- and the growth of the company, and yeah, then of the course Montreal the ex- screw job. Yeah, the Montreal screw job exactly. I mean, the attitude era definitely played a part like in his career as well, especially with DX. But I mean, like, what's not to like about Shawn Michaels? There, I mean, number two for you, my friend, Rey Mysterio. Ray Mysterio was my childhood. I had like three of his masks. I always wanted to be Ray Mysterio and I would wrestle with my buddies. I had all, I had too many account Ray Mysterio, like those action figures. Like he was just always my go-to guy growing up. And like, he was just how little he was and the way he, Oh yeah, I just, the six one nine and that all that whole thing. I still remember the one of the stupidest promos ever when he fought Eddie Guerrero at SummerSlam for the for for the rights of his kid. Do you remember well, that? I do remember <laughs> that. That honestly was like one of the stupidest things that ever. God weirdest. rest Eddie's soul, though. God rest Eddie. God rest, oh, soul. Eddie Guerrero was great as well. Um, <laughs> but that when he was a tag team, when he was tag team champions with Eddie, but yeah, that was the weirdest promo ever. 
That was that. That was a weird promo where he had fought about Ray, his kid, but then like Ray is still uh, wrestling and his kids wrestling now as well. Yeah, Ray actually like left for a while. He actually like went back down to Mexico and wrestled down there, and then yeah, they brought him back. Did you yeah. know that? What? Yeah, he killed someone down in Mexico with the six one nine. Oh yeah, I do remember that actually. I read about that shit. I for, I, I remember that. Damn, that's right. Um, uh, I just loved how you never really like. I don't think you could look it up online. You could see his face, but you never saw his face in the ring. He never really showed it. Yeah, because like he never like. Ta- he, so I don't know. Really... On that lucha mentality where they can't show their face. Exactly, they don't show their face. They're masked all the time. Yeah. Um, I forgot they killed somebody down in Mexico. Holy fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, damn. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that's your, that's four out of your five guy. Um, uh, who's number one? Stone Cold Steve Austin has to be number one. Just the baddest motherfucker ever. A guy that every guy wants to be with just always getting to pound on your boss, just pounding beers in the ring. I mean, coming back to fight Kevin Owens, apparently at age of like, God knows what, I think he's like almost 60. Yeah, he is. He is. uh, I'm looking it up right now. He is older than Goldberg at a whopping 57 years old. (laughs) Jesus fucking fucking Christ. I mean, WWE has been down bad recently. I mean, they keep bringing the back Brock Lesnar to headline everything. Roman Reigns, like people hate Roman Reigns. People, yeah, people hate Roman Reigns. They love Roman Reigns. They bring Bad Bunny in. I mean, (laughs) WWE is certainly not what it used to be like when we were growing up. It is not at all, but definitely Stone Cold Steve Austin is number one. I listen to all his podcasts now, the Broken Skull Sessions. Um, If you ever get a chance, if you haven't listened to those, I would definitely recommend go listening to them. I think they're also, I think they also televise that like on Peacock as well. I could be wrong though. Well, yeah, that's the podcast. It's on Peacock. Oh, it's all oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because it used to be just on the WWE network, but then but then when Peacock, they sold the rights to Peacock. Yeah, because WWE Network like has the deal with Peacock, so everything's on there. I did not. I thought that was just a talk show. I did not know that that was actually his podcast. Yeah, it was at first a podcast, and then it was like kind of just became a talk show. Talk show podcast, kind of like kind of like how all radio shows now like are in podcast form. They just like use the audio and just put it like, oh, here's a podcast version of it. But yeah, but he is one wrestler that like his character like was portrayed perfectly because that was basically that's how Stone Cold is. That yeah. is like Stone Cold. Like clearly, he's not an asshole to the boss. Clearly, but like his like persona, like the beer drinking blue collar guy, that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I just love him so so much. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not wrong. I mean, the amount of times that he stunned Vince McMahon, you know, never grew old. Obviously, like him, him coming out in the Zamboni, a oh, great iconic Zamboni. Never, yeah. never dropping beers in the ring either. Always caught those things somehow. Always caught them somehow. You know, just cracked one open. I always um, think of just his matches with The Rock as well. Yeah, the rivalry with The Rock. I mean, just two total badasses. I mean, I'm actually surprised that you didn't have him in there. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, I have The Rock in my top five. Like I, have I, I mean, to... I thought about it, but like I was gonna put him at five and set up a Batista, but Batista was just like I grew up like he was one of the wrestlers I got to grow up with. Whereas like clearly three of the guys I mentioned like Stone Cold I never really got to see because he was before my time. Um, Shawn Michaels I didn't get to see him in his prime, and then Undertaker I I would still say probably was his prime when I got to see him actually. 
Uh, Undertaker, like as another one goes back to the early nineties, but yeah, I mean, I'll go into my top five here. I mean, I, no particular order. I'm actually going to start with the Undertaker, and and as we mentioned, like you know, the persona the persona of the Undertaker is just mystifying. And as we mentioned, like you know, from the entrance, like whether or not it was you know the Johnny Cash style entrance, or if it was the gone and like the lights dim down and like you know you just see him pop up in the middle of the ring and he does takes the hat off and does the and and like rolls his eyes backwards and, and with the face and everything you know just fucking scaring the shit out of people with this persona i never will understand the american badass gimmick i, I was just gonna say i the american badass needed to happen for undertaker i feel because it was coming, because the American Badass was in the time of the Attitude Era, and Undertaker was kind of losing, because that was when he was going through, like right after, right before that, he was, uh, he was like the Ministry of Darkness, and that was kind of like a weird yeah, thing for the Undertaker character. Yeah, the Minister of Darkness. Yeah, because like that, that was still like when uh, he was with Paul, um, uh, Paul Bearer, like literally Paul. Yeah, like, it was just. I feel like Undertaker needed that, and then he ends up going back to himself as the like the Phenom. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, just like we we've already said it practically about him. The persona, the matches, the history that he had that he has created while in the WWE over his like thirty practically thirty year career going back to when he first started. Um the long the rivalries that he created with Batista with Edge with Randy Orton with Randy Orton with, with Triple Kane. H and Shawn Michaels. Kane too the bro uh, the rivalry with Kane and not like while in even like when they weren't the brothers of destruction they had the rivalry there for a little bit too I mean because well, yeah, that's how Kane was introduced at first was just he was Undertaker's brother and he came into the ring and yeah he ripped was a steel cage match and he ripped the cage off he ripped the cage off and everybody's like what the fuck is this like, no, Kane. I, like all the guys were mentioning though clearly like yes they're great athletes but they're also just great I hate calling them actors but they are great they personas. Like, yeah, I call them personas. Great yeah, personas. they're great. They have great personas because clearly, like these, like the people we get to see on TV and wrestling and in the promos and stuff, aren't how these guys are outside of it. So they just captivate you in there. Exactly, exactly. And one of the personas that I'm going to talk about here, um, we had, I, I had just mentioned who I thought would, who I thought you would have had in the top five, but my top five is The Rock, and. You know, the crazy thing about it is that we had mentioned, like, about how people, the same thing with Batista. There's a whole generation of people that don't know that the people's elbow is the most electrifying move in all sports entertainment. Okay, they just see Dwayne, they see Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, as, like, an actor, um, an actor in various movies, whether it was the Fast and Furious franchise, um, any, like, uh, the game plan. Do you remember that movie? I like, do remember yeah, that with Madison Pettis. Yeah, with Madison Pettis, like uh, Ballers, HBO's Ballers. Like they just see, like there's a whole generation that sees him like as an actor or as an actor in movies or or Kevin TV Hart's shows. Best friend. Yeah, or Kevin Hart's best friend. Yeah, Jumanji. Like there's so yeah, Jumanji like, C CIA or whatever it was called or Central Intelligence. Oh yeah, Central Intelligence. I forgot about that one there. Um. Uh, so like, but the thing is though, is like The Rock, like. Another great persona, one of the greatest people to ever work a microphone in WWE history, and he just captivated the audience. And 
obviously, like, you know, it was the finally or whatever it may be. But obviously, like, that's one of his catchphrases. My favorite thing would be like, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you think, because the rock is going to kick your candy ass or whatever, (laughs) whatever. Um, uh, There's always the clip that goes around social media. You know, and you know which clip I'm talking about here, where it's just him like outside the rain, and he just look. I think he's look. If I remember correctly, he's looking at. I think he may be looking at Vince McMahon. I don't remember like who he's exactly looking at here, but it's just like shut up, bitch. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, like the cat. Like how he ca- how he controlled the microphone, how he spoke there, captivated the audience. His rivalry with Stone Cold Steve Austin, like the mat, like. WrestleMania 19 against Hulk Hogan in Toronto um, is one of the is one of the greatest moments in WWE history, in my honest opinion, because Hogan was heel at the time with NWO, right? That was he was with NWO, but because WrestleMania 19 was in Toronto, everybody in Canada was was loving Hogan. And The Rock helped Hogan turn face. And that's what practically brought an end to Hogan's time in, NW, in, in the NWO after WrestleMania 19 in, in Toronto. And that was, that was a huge help because of The Rock, in my honest opinion. And the Canadian fans who just like thought Hulk Hogan was always like this face, too. But that moment, that moment there, like, you know being a part of that like and that like being a part of that moment obviously on your side um there but then also you know that like that like that's why that's why it rocks in my top five great moments like that great matches great rivalries being able to captivate the audience and of course you know just being able to kick the shit out of somebody's candy ass with the most electrifying move in all sports entertainment I still do have to say, I think the greatest, the greatest saying on someone on the mic is still Stone Cold's what? I mean, nothing Ooh. beats that. Nothing beats well, the good what. No, yeah, nothing beats that. He, nothing beats that. He he got that going and it's still going. It will still go on long still after we Because of him. Exactly, exactly. Um, my third person, I will say. I'm going to I'm going to say John Cena here in my top five. Mainly like, and I'm not going to talk about like John Cena, like you know that kind of just like disappeared off the face of the earth for, and became an actor himself. I'm talking about John Cena, like you know ruthless aggression era John Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, when before the attitude adjustment was the attitude adjustment one was the FU. Another like persona that just captivated the audience. Um, obviously came out like he came out like a wannabe looking Eminem rap, uh, type rapper. But the thing is, though, is he was able to control, control the scene, work the mic, you know, just insult people by how they looked, how they sounded, how they talked, whatever, you know, just to piss people off. But also, you know, interact Mr. with the fans. Yeah. And he interacted with the WWE he, universe. They loved him. He was he was another person that was going to go into my top five. But I like just he was another wrestler. Me and you, thankfully, both got to grow up with and see and just be this big name that he was. And just I like his definitely his best rivalry, in my opinion, though, was with CM Punk. I think I think those get produced the best matches. Oh, I remember Cena and yeah. Punk were the best. Um, I yeah. remember John that Cena was... at WrestleMania 21 kicking the shit out of JBL when JBL was a heel at the time. 
Yeah, JBL. Yeah, JBL was a heel for the majority, majority of his of, uh, yeah. career I with think WWE. His first persona. I think he was the only time he was face. Yeah, but do you? Re- I still remember. Like, do you remember the Chicago street fight that they had? Cena and Punk. Yeah, and then and then when Punk ended up winning, like then he practically called it quits and told the WWE to fuck off after that. Yep. That was that was that was a good time. That was good times. I mean, obviously, like you know, one of the things that comes to mind for Cena is like when he made the quote unquote surprise return at the Royal Rumble all those years ago at number thirty and ended up winning it. Um, uh, that was practically like one of the quote unquote shocking returns in WWE history. I still remember like looking at like like you know Triple H's face like, you are you fucking <laughs> kidding me you. Fuck. Um, uh, I remember him and Batista's. Uh, I think it was before. I don't remember if it was before WrestleMania 21 or 20 when they both got eliminated from the Rumble at the same time. And then Vince McMahon came out, and that's when he, uh, I think he tore both his MCLs or something. Oh, I remember that. I actually when he ran into the ring, and like, I, I, I remember saying there, Vivian, like, why, can't, why isn't he standing up? Then I just thought he was playing character by sitting down. And then I come to find out years later that he actually tore something. Yeah, no, I I actually saw that video the other day because for shits and giggles, like I think I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw it out of nowhere, and I'm like, why is this in my feed? But hey, I'll <laughs> fucking watch it. Um, WrestleMania twenty, I'm pretty sure it was twenty five, if I remember correctly. He had the triple threat match where he um for the world title. Angle on Big Show, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and he and he just like picked both of them up. And and just gave an attitude adjustment to both of them at the same time, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> like right, that was yeah, because that was uh, WrestleMania where Rey Mysterio came out, uh, finally came out to Booyaka for the first time, and he was on top of the uh, forget where they were, but um, they were like had that big thing in the back where like you could go on top and look like a city skyline. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Uh... Yeah, but yeah, no, Cena's in my top five. Um, you know, I can't, like, two and one, like, don't my say, two. Don't, just don't say Bret Hart. No, I, Bret Hart was, Bret Hart was too, I'm too young for Bret Hart. All right, good. I, I'm I, too I, young for, I can't say Bret Hart, I'm too young. He retired, Screwjob was, the Screwjob was before I was, we were, before I was born. Dude, the amount of videos I've watched on that, though, is unreal. The amount of videos I've watched on that too is unreal. I can't even say Hogan because like Hogan, like Hogan retired like when I was a kid, but like we didn't get to see Prime Hogan. We didn't get to see Prime Hogan. We got to see NWO Hogan and then like Hogan like after that. Yeah, the, I, the first time I or... I'm actually gonna put actually, you know, see my thing is is like I've got top five here and blah blah blah, all that fun stuff. You know, I'm putting tri- triple H's in my top five. That's a good one as well. Triple H is in my top five. Um, obviously, another one, you know, his the rivalries that he worked with, that he sold all over the years. Um, I still like, you know, I, the whole the whole shit that he did, the whole fucking storyline with that he had with his now wife, Stephanie McMahon, about like, you know, the, the renewing of the vows and like destroying the fu- and destroying the 
and destroying like you know the fucking ceremony or whatever and you know just like just like shitting on her for just like shitting on her the entire storyline that was hilarious i never understood like why that was a thing but obviously the mcmahon family like wants to make themselves the center of attention um the rivalry the rivalries that he had like post evolution with batista and randy orton obviously the randy orton rivalry more than batista um because Ran- uh, shit they 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 took it a little too far in my honest opinion just like you know me being like a teenager i'm like why the fuck are you doing this um and then obviously like his time with degeneration x with him like you know when degeneration x started with like Shawn michaels and x pac and everybody out and like and the bad and the badass and the badass the badass jesse james no the fuck i'm fuck i always i i always fuck this up i always fuck this up the bat like shit you the tag team fuck you know who i'm talking about i'm trying to think of the name oh the road dog jesse james the badass oh, yeah. gun the new age outlaws that's exactly what it is there like the tag like you know when like when degeneration x came as a faction all those years ago um and then the revival with him and just with just him and Shawn Michaels, like after that, when they were tag team champions for that period of time. I mean, what Triple H did over the years, like, you know, as a solo persona, as a, a, a an evolution in Degeneration X, honestly, just like what, like... Everything he did obviously helped captivate, you know, some great times in the WWE's history. And then also, like, his theme music. It's all about the game. Uh, it's time to play the game. And then, like, you know, boom, boom, boom. And then, like, he just comes out, spits out the water, you know, flexes his muscles and everything. Um, and, like, like, that was always cool. I love that, too. Um, I really want to see, fuck, I'm really torn here. I want to, you know, I really want to put Hulk, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I want to put Hogan as my number one, mainly just because of his time with the NWO, but I really want to put, like, fuck it, I'm, like, I'm not even putting, like, anybody at one, I'm just, like, trying to figure out who my fifth is. But I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels just because of how I mentioned D-Generation X. D-Generation X was my favorite faction of all time. Um, you, favorite yeah. faction of all time. Okay, like I love Shawn Michaels like as a solo, as a solo, as a solo wrestler. Obviously, like you know, came came in before like our time. Obviously, early late eighties, early nineties. But then, like in the Attitude Era, you know, the Montreal Screwjob, as we mentioned, uh, with that. Um, Obviously, like, you know, uh, other rivalries that he had, obviously, like at the time of his retirement, like he still wasn't he wasn't getting all the major matches and everything. But the thing is, though, is like he was still getting he was still getting decent billing. Um, And then obviously who you can't go wrong with the sweet chin music like when you when he tuned up the band and was stomping his feet. And every, and then you just know it was coming, and out of nowhere, boom! Sweet chin music. There's always the one scene that I always have a laugh at, like him and Triple H are backstage. Uh, oh, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. You know which one I'm talking about. Him and Triple H are backstage. Like, oh, Sean, Sean, you don't know controversy. Like, uh, what? What's your name? Stan. Boom. See, I just kissed Stan. 
Yeah. Tom, that was back Tom, in 2008 Sean. when they finally got Degeneration X like back together. Yeah. I calm believe. down, Sean. Don't you tell me to calm down. Don't you tell me I don't know controversy. He just kicks like two other people. Um, no, the best Sean Michael clip was when uh, I believe it was he sweet chinned someone in the face and they rocked for like three minutes and finally fell down. That was true, too. Another one of my favorite clips. This is another DX clip, actually, because I just love Degeneration X. Um, when Triple H is like trying to find, like, you know, looking for Shawn Michaels to revitalize Degeneration X, and he just finds, finds Shawn Michaels in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, and, he's a fast food cook. Yeah, and he just destroys the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm back. <laughs> oh, God. Good times. But he's his boss in the face. Good times. Good times. Good, good times. No, 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 that, 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 that's probably the degeneration. Actually, entrance is probably the most electric entrance in all of WWE. Are you ready? And then you just hear the music to break it down, and and then you know, just just come out the glow sticks and everything. I used to have so many glow sticks, like for degeneration X, it wasn't even funny. Um, I had a couple of degeneration X t shirts. Uh, as well, but obviously I outgrew them because I was like a child at the time. <laughs> good times, good times. I actually have a couple Stone Cold shirts now. Yeah, yeah, I know they st- they they're riding on the old they're riding on the old timers merchandise, aren't they? WWE. I mean, I I don't blame them. The old timers. I don't blame them. I mean, D like DX shirts were great. Um, even their shirts in like two like back when they came back in like the two thousands were great. Um. Do you remember when Hornswoggle was part of the Generation X for that? Little I, I was just gonna say. Do you remember he was an honorary member for like a show? One of my T-shirts actually was the Hornswoggle Degeneration X T-shirt. That's awesome. And for shits and giggles, because that was that was that was when that was like when they first came back as a faction, and they came to Buffalo, and they came to Buffalo on Raw, and I still like. That was like one of the first times Hornswoggle was an honorary member, and I'm just like, "Why the fuck is this little?" And, and I'm just like, "What?" Well, obviously, like I'm a little child, but I'm like, "What the fuck is this little shit doing?" Like I thought he was with Finley. Oh, he was, and Finley was a wrestler at that time as well. And yeah, Hornswoggle was a part of the DX for that weird thing. Yeah, good times, good times. Bring back, bring back the good times, WWE. Not and by they'll never time, be able to. No, they never will be able to. Instead, they'll just bring back 57-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin and 55-year-old Goldberg, years away from qualifying for Social Security. They got to do what they got to do. Yeah. Instead of Who were the original members of DX? It was Michaels, Triple H, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, China, and... It was X Pac oh, in X-Pac. China. Yeah, X Pac in China. That's right. X Pac in China. Remember when Mike Tyson was an honorary member? I yeah, it's WWE does some weird things. Do you remember uh, when Donald Trump ran WWE for a day and there was an episode with no commercials? That's because no, that, that Donald Trump and Vince McMahon just have that weird relationship. I mean, it goes back to like what WrestleMania twenty four, I believe it was like what twenty three or twenty four, no. 23 WrestleMania 23 like when Trump uh ended up having McMahon's head shaved after uh F, 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 not because Trump won but because his team beat McMahon's team I do remember this 
Oh God, yeah, Trump Raw. I remember Trump Raw. That was uh that that was weird. Because at the end I just remember Vince coming out and just saying, Donald Trump, you're fired. And I'm just like, oh my what what the fuck was the point of this? Like that, you you have your fires are the best. Your fires are great. Yeah. You have him fired after one episode of Trump Raw. I'm like, <laughs> what's what's the point of this? But you know, fuck who cares <laughs> anything that they've done over the past anything they've done in our childhood is 10 times better than they've done now um now that we're talking about it i may not end up watching elimination chamber because i'm not gonna have a fucking clue as to what's going on that, that i mean wwe sucks nowadays it's like we're saying when we talked about the rumble it's just pg now and it's just not definitely like why do you think most of our favorite wrestlers are just guys older guys that are old enough to collect social security or if not or if they're not already they're about to i would kind of be sad as much as i love steve austin i might be sad to see him wrestling because you see so many of these old guys come in and just struggle in the ring it's terrible to see honestly i mean that's why eventually like rick flair had to call that's eventually like why rick flair finally was forced to practically call it quits because like they didn't they, yeah, they didn't want anything to happen to him i mean I see old. God, I forget. Oh, God. I remember Ricky Steamboat came back at one point, and the man was like in his like late 50s, almost like 60. And I'm thinking to myself, why is this man like in the rain? He could like break a hip at any time. <laughs> not trying to watch some. I'm not like, no, like, I'm not trying to like watch somebody die in the rain. I'm not trying to watch that. Um, uh, Just like Brent Hart's brother. Uh, rest in peace, Owen Hart. That was a bad accident there. Yeah, that was before our time. That was way before our time. That was like still. That was in the eighties. Had to be. Yeah, it had to be the eighties. Late eighties, I believe. Yeah, rest in peace, Owen Hart. Um, because it was his entrance. Like his entrance would always be that. Like he would like you know come down. Like he would always. He it was. He would always just come down from the rafters. Like on a. Like on like. Uh, what what do you call it? I thought that was the first time he did that. May have been the first time he did because that. I think but... it was the first time because I think from like he... the videos I listened to on it, he told Vince McMahon he didn't want to do it. Oh yeah, he didn't want to do it. The line broke. Yeah, because that was the line that broke. Fuck tether, the tether line. Fuck people tether didn't line know what to do. Yeah, no, yeah, and they continued on with the show too, which was crazy. Yeah, that's kind of wild. That that is wild. That that really is insane. There, um, uh, yeah, shit, I. I shit i mean well i i warned everybody this is where we were gonna be like i had no idea where this was gonna go we went from uh we went from football to soccer uh to to go no from football to golf to soccer to wrestling and here we are honestly i mean we're well over an hour and a half in and this is where we're at um do you you know let's i and do you have any i guess we can go into our final thoughts before we finish the pod do you have any final thoughts there, sir? Uh, no, this is just a out there episode. It was fun just to not just blabber on and not have any structure. That's for sure. It was just no, nice. Nah, uh, I really had no idea what to talk about. Honestly, I mean, like, nothing what really I... exciting is happening. I mean, like NHL's in the, just the middle of the season. Um, Football's officially done. Me and you have made it clear on this podcast we don't care about basketball. I completely forgot that it was All Star Weekend this week. Like this week, I saw the I saw the celebrity game out when I got home from dinner. I said I said oh I guess it's uh, I guess it's the NBA All Star Weekend. I didn't even know that it was a thing. I mean the Olympics. I've not given a fuck about anything. I will say this. 
I, I will say this. Happy trails to the Olympics, or at least my viewership of them, except for maybe the gold medal game in men's hockey. Um, your view, your promotion and marketing of the Olympics, whether it's the Olympics themselves or NBC, has been terrible. I have not given a fuck to watch 18 hours of figure skating coverage where you talk about a 15-year-old or or skiing coverage where you use it as a psychology session for Michaela Schifrin. Um, it... Uh, I, I'm I'm glad the Olympics are over. I don't want to see anything associated with the Olympics until 2024 when they're in Paris, which will be two and a half years from now. Thank God, NBC's coverage of them have been has been very disappointing. Eighteen hours of eighteen yeah, hours yeah, of figure honest, skating. Aren't the, aren't the Olympics always disappointing? The Olympics, summer Olympics, should be more are more fun than the winter well, Olympics. I did, yeah, I like that's for sure. I didn't think that NBC was going to show like eighteen hours of figure skating coverage a day, though. That's what annoyed me. You know what? I do have one final thought. Okay, what is that, there, sir? Well, it's just going on right now. I'm currently watching the Florida Minnesota game, and Minnesota has a goalie pulled with seven minutes left in the third. Oh, I am seeing that right now too. I'm actually watching the game too. <laughs> I, just, I just looked up. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing that game. I must have like a minute left. I'm looking like, oh shit, seven minutes. Seven minutes left in the game. Yeah, he's on the bench. What the fuck's happening here? Yeah, that's my final thought. Is a lot of actually NHL coaches have been doing this. I think it's kind of stupid, considering. Oh. But hey, you know what? Do what you do. Do what you do. Speaking, but going off of hockey on here, and this is this one. This will be my final thought on hockey. I am very mad that the coverage of the hockey in the Olympics did not go was not cut like was practically non-existent on both the men's and the women's side. When we lost to Slovakia in the quarterfinals, I did not know that we had lost to Slovakia. I didn't even know we were playing Slovakia in the quarters. I was trying to figure out like when we ended up playing in the quarters. Because I saw that Sweden was playing somebody, but it didn't say who. So I'm like, oh, maybe we play Sweden in the quarters. Okay, I can watch this in the morning. I can watch this in the morning. I wake up the next day and I'm checking Twitter. And I see like, I think it was like somebody from TSN or I think it may have even been Mike Harrington or whatever. Oh, U.S. loses in a shootout to Slovakia while you were sleeping. I'm like, what? I didn't even know what happened. Apparently, they played the game at like 3 a.m. or whatever our time. Well, I mean, it is hard for in that case for that is the fact that everything is going on while we're sleeping just based on the time difference. No, I completely understand that, though. But the thing is, though, is like I didn't even know we when we were playing like that's just, like I don't know that if it's true. just my lack of paying attention or my la- or like the. I think I just want to blame like the Olympics and NBC for like terrible marketing like. I actually had to go onto the Olympic website and take a look at their schedule. And what sucked is, is like, because of like, it was all set to local time, which is Beijing time. So I had to change the time zone to see like when something was happening. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. This is here. This is here. This is here. This is here. And then I come and find everything is practically on Peacock except for, except for the same biathlon rerun every every other day um tape tape delay curling in the afternoon which i mean i don't have a problem with i enjoy watching curling or the 18 hours of figure skating coverage that nobody cares to that at least i don't care to see because it's the same stuff and i'm 
still a little bit mad that they chose to put figure skating on um, uh, during the Premier League time slots on USA, especially since it was just dancing on ice. I'm thinking to myself, oh, cool, Disney on ice. Let's go. We're going to watch We're going to put this on T. We're going to put this on the net. We're going to put this on the cable network instead of an actual event. Okay. But that's just me. That's just me. That's just me there. It is. It is. It is what it is. What it is there. It's a whatever. Um. Uh, you make me laugh when you go on your rants. Well, I'm sorry. I, I I don't think that 18. I don't think that all the figure skate. I don't think figure skating need to be shown in its entirety on NBC and USA. Yeah, could, I, don't, I don't get figure skating. You could have put it. You could have put it on. Put it on the depths of like. Put it on CNBC like during Mad during Mad Money or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't, I, or put it on like E Network or whatever. I don't. I wonder care. how many people actually watch the figure skating. I have no clue. Ratings for the Olympics, I know, have been terrible. Um, but enough about that. There, I really have no other rants to go on. Nothing's really changed in baseball. They're delaying spring training. They have until July, tw- not July. They have until the February. They have until the twenty eighth of this month to agree to a deal to make sure that the season starts on time. Um. So nothing really new in the baseball world. Uh, my final thought is this: shout out to a friend of the fr- of a friend of the pod. Um, it was uh, it was it was it was a good friend. It was a friend of mine's birthday a few days ago. Good, f- Brad. Your his birthday was on Wednesday. His birthday was on Wednesday. I was asked if we were gonna, if we could shout him out on the podcast when we recorded. So my shout out to you, Brad. Happy belated birthday. I hope you enjoyed the day. I I saw on Snapchat that you got to see your Ottawa Senators beat the shitty Buffalo Sabres uh, last night. So glad that you got to enjoy that. Hopefully a nice little belated birthday gift for you. Uh, Nick, stop going to Sabres games every time you go. They suck. Um, and if I see you one more time on intermission, I nah, I'll, I'm, I'm joking there about that. But yeah, no, stop going, Nick. You're you're cursing them, but Brad, hope you enjoyed your birthday. Um, do we do it? Yeah, do I got it? it right now. Um, all right. So Paiska, Mahomes is not going to have an injury this season. I don't know what you're talking about. Watson, <laughs> Watson might be traded to the Dolphins, possibly. Devontae Adams is not going to the Raiders. No, Aaron Rodgers is not going to the Steelers. She's probably going to Denver. Uh, the Dolphins owner will not be forced to fucking sell. Like, what? What even is that? <laughs> um, the Bills are not we it. were gonna go one. We, we were gonna. We were so close to one episode. I wasn't even gonna shout him out. Oh, I was saving this for the end. You were. I, I got two more. I got two more. The Bills are not trading for an elite running back. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, the Bills Cowboys Super Bowl. What the hell are you yapping about? The Cowboys aren't going to the Super Bowl one. The Bengals or Rams too. Neither of those teams are gonna get back to the Super Bowl next year. And Russell Wilson traded, unsure where. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Give me a team at least. <laughs> I was, I, I was, I thought maybe this I didn't feel like typing. Episode. I didn't feel like typing back to that on Facebook, so I just wanted to have it out on the podcast. <laughs> I thought maybe we'd have one episode where we don't call Piska out. Maybe we'll try next week. Try, we'll try harder next week. We'll try harder next week. Yeah, we're not trying harder. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, uh, I delete. I I didn't go on Facebook for a couple days. And I and I was bored at work, so I went on like while like while nothing was happening, and I saw that I got tagged in a post, and I'm just thinking to myself, what 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 am I looking at here? 
first thing I see, Paiska's talking about trading for Kamara. And I'm thinking to myself, that man is going to be on the mean machine in the prison football league. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, and the Bills don't even have money to get an elite running back. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, <laughs> no, they do not. Oh, well. All right, we'll try We'll try next week not to try and like call out Paiske or shout him out. Brad, I hope you enjoyed your birthday. Nick, stop going to Sabres games. You're, you curse them whenever you go by just being there. Um, uh, but until then, uh, just keep on keeping on, and we'll be back at next week. Hopefully we have some more structure. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you prefer your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LHS Podcast 2021. We've got some polls that we run on there. Sometimes I tweet. Sometimes I tweet about news as much as I can. Um, obviously, if it gets rep- obviously if sports talk gets repetitive on a daily basis, I'm not going to be as active as I want to be there. Mainly because if it's repetitive stuff, who cares? I'll talk about it when I need. We'll talk about it and discuss it on the pod. But until then. Stay safe. Keep on keeping on.